Hello and welcome to the Jack Benny program from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Grape Nuts and Grape Nuts Flakes program coming to you from Marchfield Air Base of the 4th Air Force. Hey folks, how good are you on higher mathematics? Because I have a little problem here that's a poser. The question is, how can you get a plus for your morning's work if you started off the day with a breakfast that was strictly minus? You know, one of those sip and run affairs. Well, with that kind of a minus for breakfast, your work will never add up to a plus. You're more apt to fold up like an accordion along about 11. Remember in the morning, you haven't had a lick of food to eat for 10 or 12 hours. So stoke up with a good breakfast and let moldy rich grape nuts or grape nuts flakes become the backbone of that good breakfast. Both of these delicious cereals will bring you all around whole grain nourishment. And the nutritionists say that an adequate breakfast should include a cereal with whole grain food values. Well, that's grape nuts and grape nuts flakes for you, all right, and boy, are they good. Grape nuts, crisp and crunchy. Grape nuts flakes, tempting toasty brown flakes. Both with that marvelously moldy rich flavor. Eat a good breakfast, do a better job. Eat grape nuts or grape nuts flakes. Broadcasting from the Army Air Base at Marchfield, California. And I know all you boys are anxious to meet the star of our show. So without further ado, we bring you a man who needs no introduction and is one of radio's best loved. Hello, Don. Hello, Mary. How are you? Mary, Mary, you butted in just as Don was going to introduce me. Oh, I'm sorry, Jack. That's all right. It's all right. Go ahead, Don. Okay. So, without further ado, we bring you one of radio's best-loved personalities. A man who, for the past 11 years, has brought joy and laughter... Hey, say, Don, you made a mistake. Jackson's been on the air 12 years, not 11. Oh, that's right. Hello, Phil. Hello. Phil, Phil, it was nice of you to correct Don, but you didn't have to do it in the middle of my introduction. Well, I'm sorry, Jackson. You should be. Go ahead, Don. Okay. So, without further ado, we bring you one of radio's best-loved personalities. A man who, for the past 12 years, has brought joy and laughter... I say, Don, you were right the first time. It is 11 years. Mary, it doesn't make any difference. No, Mary, it's 12 years. Jackson started on the radio in 1932. Phil, it doesn't make any difference. It was 1933. Look, Mary, it doesn't make any difference. It was 1932. Phil, it doesn't make the least bit of... 1933, and that makes it 11 years. Now, wait a minute. Don is trying to introduce me. Anyway, 11 or 12, what's the difference? You haven't shot much crap, have you, Jackson? (laughs) Now, Don, never mind, Phil. Don, will you please finish my introduction? Okay. It's embarrassing. So without further ado, we bring you one of America's best-loved personalities. Hello, Mr. Wilson. Who are you talking about? Dennis, please. (laughs) 
boy, am I sweating this one out. <laughs> now, go ahead, Don. We bring you a man whose voice has been heard on the radio for the past 12 years. Gee, President Roosevelt. <laughs> Dennis, you... Well, I'll be darned. You see that fellow in the fourth row? A fine way to applaud Roosevelt. Clapping two Wilkie buttons together. <laughs> Look, Don, forget all about my introduction. Everybody keeps interrupting, and if you ask me, I think it's a put-up job. Well, to tell the truth, Jack, it was a put-up job. What? We didn't want Don to read that introduction because we have a surprise for you. A surprise? For me? Yeah. Okay, fellas, all together. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Jack Benny. Happy birthday to you. Well, gee. <laughs> gee, thanks, fellas. There you are, Jackson, you see? Yeah, tomorrow is my birthday. Gosh, and you, you all remembered it. How could we forget? You sold us a birthday card. <laughs> oh, yes, the, one, the ones with the pink ribbons on them. I remember, yeah. Say, that reminds me, Jackson, you owe me some change. I'll, uh, I'll give it to you later, Phil. When, when I, I break, break this $5, $5 bill. bill. Yeah. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. You should open your wallet that wide. <laughs> Never mind, I'll pay you later. Well, anyway, kids, another year, another birthday. You know, it's amazing how many prominent people were born in the month of February. Washington, Longfellow, Lincoln. It's so hard for me to be outstanding. Oh, you know? I can imagine. Of course, I don't want you to think for a minute that I'm comparing myself to a man like Washington. Why not? Washington wore a wig, too. <laughs> he did? Say, those Westmore brothers got around, didn't they? <laughs> Just think, Washington, Lincoln, and Benny. What a trio. Gee. I like the Andrews sisters. <laughs> Dennis, I happen to be talking about famous men in history. Washington, the father of our country. And Lincoln, the man who freed the slaves. If you'd ever break that $5 bill, you'd free Lincoln. <laughs> Well, I told you not to worry. You'll get your change later. But you know, kids, getting back to my birthday, the years come along so fast you can hardly keep track of them. They certainly do. By the way, Jack, how old will you be tomorrow? Uh, what, uh, what was that, Don? You heard him. Oh, oh, oh. Well, go ahead and guess my age. Go ahead, kids, guess. And the one that gets nearest to it gets fired. <laughs> Now, go ahead, kids. Go ahead, guess. 32? No. 33? No. 34? No. Are we going in the right direction? <laughs> <laughs> yes, bud, but slow down. <laughs> anyway, kids. There's no use guessing. I'm not going to tell you. My age is my own business. Well, you've been in business a long time. <laughs> That's a, well, you can't make me mad today. Well, Jack, since you've been such a good sport, the entire cast and the orchestra boys and the writers all chipped in and bought you a birthday present. A birthday present for me? Yes, and here it is. Well, I'll be darned. Just what I've always wanted. A can of K-rations. <laughs> Gee, I bet you fellas envy me, huh? 
Hey, wait a minute. How do you open a can of K-ration? You don't open it. You just pull the pin, count ten, and throw it. <laughs> well, what do you know? Say, Mr. Benny. Yes, kid? You know what else? What? I'm going to sing my song now and dedicate it to you. Well, that's very sweet. Go ahead, kid. Let's hear it. Besame mucho Each time I cling to your kiss I hear music divine Besame mucho Hold me, my darling, and say that you'll always be mine this joy is something new, my arms enfolding you. Never knew this thrill before. Whoever thought I'd be holding you close to me, whispering it's you I adore. Dearest one, if you should leave me, each little dream would take wing and my life would be through. Besame mucho. Love me forever and make all my dreams come true. This joy is something new. My arms enfolding you. Never knew this thrill before. Whoever thought I'd be holding you close to me, whispering it's you I adore. Dearest one, if you should leave me, each little dream would take wing and my life would be sung by Dennis Day. Yeah, I couldn't pronounce that rehearsal. Very good, Dennis. And it was awfully nice of you to dedicate that song to my birthday. You know, Mr. Benny, I had a birthday about three weeks ago. You did? Well, that's nice, kid. And now... <laughs> and uh, now, fellas... Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, dear Dennis. Happy birthday. Well, finish it. I forgot the rest of the words. <laughs> oh, fine. And next week, he's going to try and sing Mary's Dose and Dozy Dose and Little Lambs Light. Leave him alone, Mary. And now, fellas, as I started to say, 
I have a surprise. I have a surprise for you tonight. Since we're celebrating my birthday and you've all gotten into the spirit of the occasion so enthusiastically, I'm going to show my appreciation by giving each and every one of you soldiers sitting in the audience a 36-hour pass. <laughs> yep, yep, that's what I'm going to do. Jackson, you're nuts. You can't give passes to all these soldiers. Well, maybe I did exaggerate a little, but the commanding officer here, Colonel Malin, said I could give one soldier in the audience a 36-hour pass. That is, if I can find someone who wants it. You know? <laughs> oh, don't be silly, Jack. They'll all want the pass. Your problem is to give it away without showing any partiality. Yeah, that's right. How can I do it? It wouldn't be right to auction it off, would it? No? <laughs> or, uh, or maybe it would. Why, Jack Benny, that would be the cheapest thing you ever did. It would not. Why, I remember once three years ago in walking... Oh, stop bragging. Well, I know what I'm going to do. I have all the seats in the audience numbered, and later on I'm going to pick a number out of a hat. And the soldier holding that lucky number gets the pass. Well, the serial, serial number. Well, congratulations, Jack. You invented a new game, G.I. Bingo. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, anyway, Mary, some soldier's going to get a 36-hour pass that he ordinarily wouldn't get. And to that same lucky winner, I'm going to give a box of Grape Nuts and Grape Nuts Flakes. <laughs> Don. Yes, sir. Grape Nuts and Grape Nuts Flakes. He'll have one delicious flavor in two distinctive forms for 36 carefree hours. But, Don, he may want to go out with his girl, you know, put his... Put his arms around her and kiss her. That's my motto. Eat a good breakfast, do a better job. <laughs> I know, but Don's And boy. remember, folks, not only is it a tempting-looking dish, but it's not ration. The girl? No, grape nuts flakes. <laughs> oh, oh. And not only that, folks, they're toasty brown. Toasty brown, that's for me. Rochester! <laughs> Rochester, where are you? Pick up the phone! Pick up the phone! Pick up the phone? I didn't hear it ring. <laughs> well, I'll be... Excuse me, Don, I'll take it. Hello? Hello, this is Mr. Benny's residence. What? Star, stage, screen, radio, and television, if they ever get that stuff. <laughs> they ever hurry up with that stuff. It's all right. <laughs> Rochester, you didn't have to be nice to me. It was all right. Rochester, there's something screwy going on, Rochester. Right now, you're talking to me from Beverly Hills, and a minute ago, I heard your voice here at Marge Field. Oh, boss, that must be a figment of your imagination. A figment? Yeah, that's something that you think is, and yet it could be, but it ain't. <laughs> what? Well, take my salad, for instance. Never mind that. Well, I guess it must have been my imagination. I'm kind of excited today anyway. Now, Rochester, when I come home tonight... Wait a minute. Rochester, do I hear someone playing the piano in my house? Yeah, that was Joe. Joe who? Joe Figman. <laughs> now, cut that out. Rochester, you're throwing a party. Well, boss, I thought as long as you were out, 
I'd invite about 30 of my friends over. We're celebrating New Year's. <laughs> New Year's? That was six weeks ago. I know, we're warming up the next one. <laughs> Well, look, Rochester, I don't like wild New Year's parties in my house, especially in February. So tell your friends to go home. But, boss, you got the wrong impression about this party. All we had is two bottles of 7-Up. <laughs> two bottles of 7-Up for 30 people? That's impossible. Not when you thin it out with a case of 90-proof Central Avenue tomatoes. <laughs> Fine tomato juice. Well, I'm not going to argue with you any longer. I'll see you when I get home. Oh, Jack. Before you hang up, find out if Butterfly's there, will you? Okay. Oh, Rochester's Butterfly there with you? Yeah, she's in the kitchen making sandwiches. Well, Miss Livingston wants to talk to her. I'll call her. Oh, Butterfly? Yes, Uncle Rochester? You want on the telephone, honey. Oh, goody. I was expecting this call. Hello, Jerome. <laughs> Butterfly, this isn't Jerome. Oh, who is it? Satchmo? <laughs> No, it isn't Satchmo. It's Mr. Benny. Miss Livingston wants to talk to you. Here you are, Mary. Okay. Uh, Butterfly, this is Miss Livingston. Hello, Miss Livingston. Now, Butterfly, when you told me you were going over to Mr. Benny's house, I didn't know your Uncle Rochester was throwing a party there. Neither did I. Isn't it a pleasant surprise? <laughs> yes, very pleasant. Oh, Miss Livingston, I hope you won't be mad at me, but I wanted to look nice, so I used your bottle of liquid stockings. Uh, my bottle of liquid stockings? Yes. How much do you have to drink before it goes to your leg? <laughs> Butterfly, you're not supposed to drink that. You're supposed to put it on with your hands. Oh, I tried that. And what happened? I got a pair of gloves. <laughs> Well, Butterfly, the next time you want to borrow anything, ask for it, and I'll tell you how to use it. Yes, ma'am. And another thing, Butterfly, I think you're too young to go to your Uncle Rochester's party. Oh, Miss Livingston, it's a very nice party. We were just sitting around listening to your program, but we had to stop. Why? The Uncle Rochester the radio, and all the tubes blew out. <laughs> Butterfly, I think you better go home, and I'll see you when I get there. Goodbye. Goodbye. Mary. Mary, I'm glad you got off the phone, because now I got a big surprise for all the boys. Oh, are you going to give out that 36-hour pass? Yes, at the end of the program, but right now I have another surprise. You know, fellas, last summer I was overseas entertaining the boys, and in our USO unit was one of the most outstanding artists that I've ever been associated with. I'm speaking of Larry Adler, the world's greatest harmonica player. And did they go for him? I'll never forget one night in Algiers. The boys were all gathered around in a circle. The moon was shining as the melodic strains of his harmonica floated out over the desert.
remember that night. And when Larry finished his first number and the cheering died away, a hushed expectancy fell over the crowd. Remember, Larry? Yes, Jack. And there in the desert night under the same romantic moon, the whole audience moved in closer so they wouldn't miss a note of the haunting strains of... Ah, remember that, Larry. I'll never forget it, Jack. <laughs> Your playing was absolutely wonderful. Oh, Larry, it was nothing, nothing. Oh, then you know. <laughs> yeah, but Larry, we sure had a wonderful time on that trip, didn't we? Yes, Jack. Remember the day we went to the bazaar in Cairo and you bought a camel? A camel. I'll never... Gee, I could just see it now. The bazaar in Cairo. Cairo, Egypt, where east meets west where an ancient civilization mingles with the 20th century. Cairo, the bazaar. <laughs> well, well, here we are, Larry. <laughs> Here we are in a real Egyptian bazaar. Did you ever think we'd did you ever think we'd see anything like this? Gee, this is even better than the Leia Leia room at the Mission Inn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hope I can buy some nice souvenirs here. Well, remember one thing, Jack. You've got a bargain with these people. Don't accept their first price. I see. You must try and get everything as cheap as possible. As cheap as possible? Don't let me forget that, will you, Larry? <laughs> oh, here, here comes the clerk. Now, remember, Jack, bargain with him. Don't let him stick you. I won't. Salam alaikum, khawagat. Marhab Saeed. Tfaddalu, tfaddalu fed dukkan. That's too much! <laughs> what do you think we are, sucker? What do you think we are, suckers? That's better. None of that stuff. But, Jack, look, he was just bidding you welcome. Oh, oh, oh. Well, look, Larry, I want to buy something for Mary. Maybe a bracelet and gold filigree that'll cost about 30 piastres, you know? Jack, 30 piastres is $1.60. A <laughs> $1.60? Oh, well, it's for Mary. How often do I come to Egypt? <laughs> Go ahead, Larry. You speak a little, you speak a little Arabic. Ask him if I can have the gold bracelet for $1.60. Okay. Andaka Sora, Dahab? Cam. What did he say, Larry? He wishes he was on your draft board. <laughs> oh. Well, let me handle this, Larry. I'll talk to him. I can... Uh, now, look, mister. Me like him, buy him, gift him. If not, cost him too much. Savvy? Oh, how interesting. An American Indian, I presume. <laughs> I'm not an Indian. I got red in the face waiting for the Riverside bus. <laughs> now, look, mister, as long as you understand English, where, what can I buy here that's a little souvenir of Egypt? Gentlemen, I sell everything from a postcard to a camel. A camel? Say, that's an idea with a gas sword. Gee, what a surprise when it arrives in Hollywood. Okay, mister, I'll buy a camel. Very good, sir. Will you take one hump or two? 
Oh, is there a... Is there a difference? Oh, certainly, sir. A one-hump camel can go seven days without a drink. And a two-hump camel can go 21 days. Oh, really? Well, what does he keep in his second hump? Pepsi-Cola. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, okay, mister. I'll take the two-hump camel and a bottle opener. Yes, sir. <laughs> the camel is yours. Where shall I deliver it? A Shepherd's Hotel here in Cairo. I'll pick it up in the morning. Oh, wait a minute. Is there a charge for delivery? Oh, no, sir. Well, then send it to 360 North Camden Drive, Beverly Hills, California. <laughs> Come on, Larry, let's go. Gosh, what a wonderful street this is. Larry, listen to that. That's real native music. Just the kind you were so anxious to hear. If there's anything more delicious than a bowl full of crisp, molly-rich grape nuts... Say, Don, that reminds me. Do you know what I got Jack for his birthday? Now, it's something crisp. Can you guess? Ah, Phil, you're so obvious. Friends, grape nuts are truly distinctive with a wonderful sweet-as-a-nut flavor. Don, my present for Jack has a sweet-as-a-nut flavor. Now, can you guess? Oh, Phil, be yourself. Let it go. And friends, grape nuts are a mighty thrifty buy. That big little 12-ounce package brings you up to 16 servings... For only about a penny a serving. Grape nuts are plentiful and unrationed. Don, my present for Jack is unrationed. Now can you guess? Oh, brother, are you corny. Oh. And friends, grape nuts are chuck full of whole grain nourishment. One kind of nourishment nutrition experts say we need every day. Oh, gee. Whole grain nourishment? Hmm. Well, I can't say that about my present. What do you mean? You can always say that about grape nuts. Grape nuts? Oh, I didn't get grape nuts for Jack. What? Well, what have you been talking about all this time? I've been talking about a box of peanut brittle, Don Z. Oh, Phil, who ever heard of peanut brittle with milk and sugar for breakfast? You better go out and get Jack some grape nuts. And now, fellas, I'm going to keep my promise and give one of you a 36-hour pass. I'm going to pick the lucky number out of this box. Now, this is no kidding, really. I got permission. Here it is. Get your serial numbers there, fellas. Yeah. It's number 041650. 041-650. Will the soldier with that number please stand up and take a bow? Come up on the stage right after the show, and you'll get your pass for 36 hours. Come on up, buddy. Here he is. No. Yes. No. Yes. No, really and truly. You bet. When you buy the big new economy package of hot grape nut wheat meal, you get more cereal for your money. Compare and see. A bargain in quantity and quality, too. Get hot grape nut wheat meal in the big new money-saving package that says economy and really means it. This broadcast from Marchfield does not constitute an endorsement of our products by the War Department. This is the National Broadcasting Company.